I really don't have anything clever to say this week, so let's start the show. I'm Sergio Martinez Beltran. I'm Rachel Iacovone, and you're listening to The TriStar State, a conversation about Tennessee politics from Nashville Public Radio. This is the episode for the week of February 28th, 2021. I hope you like it. Hi, Sergio. Hey, Rachel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I don't know. It feels like it's been a really long week, but I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> well, yeah, it's been quite a packed week at the legislature. One of the measures you've been following is moving through the General Assembly despite some opposition. We are talking about a bill that would limit the participation of transgender athletes. Sergio, a Republican, has come out against it. Yes, Rachel. You know, the opposition from Knoxville Representative Eddie Manis is very significant for two reasons. One, Manis is one of two members of the legislature who are LGBT. And the second reason is that Manis is a Republican. And it is members of his party who are pushing for this measure that would require transgender athletes to play in the sports team that matches their sex assigned at birth. You've reported that Manis sent a letter to his colleagues asking them to not pass this measure. He says it will make it hard for the state to recruit companies. Right. Uh, that's one of the reasons he gave. And it's one that appeals directly to Republicans who have really been bringing companies to the state. Now, he had another important point, Rachel, that, that I think sometimes gets lost. He said that this bill could exacerbate the suicide rate among transgender youth. And, you know, at the core of this... It's the lives of transgender kids who we know are more vulnerable to bullying and suicide than their counterparts. So it was interesting to see Representative Manny citing that since not a lot of Republicans talk about it. But his letter has not been as effective. The legislature will debate this week whether to send the measure to Governor Lee. Right. Uh, his colleagues don't seem to have taken into consideration Manis's points. I do think, Rachel, that this is an important time in the General Assembly. You know, for the first time, we have two openly LGBT lawmakers, and one of them is a Republican. Uh, you know, when Manis was elected, I talked to him about whether he would be trying to derail these anti-LGBT measures. And he told me that he had to read them, but that he hoped to help his colleagues understand a different point of view now that he was going to be in the Capitol. And clearly, he has tried. Another big story out of this week's session has to do with student-athletes protesting. Every Republican in the Tennessee Senate has signed a letter asking the presidents of the universities in the state to ban athletes from kneeling during the national anthem. But there's the point that this violates the students' First Amendment rights. Absolutely. You know, I asked Republican senators whether they believe that students give up their freedom of speech rights when they put on their university's jersey. They say no, but that athletes are ambassadors of the state and that they have a responsibility and that they should not kneel down. Now, it's important to remind everyone that athletes might receive scholarships, but they are not getting paid, even though they are considered, quote unquote, ambassadors. What happens if a university decides not to ban the protests? We don't know. Again, we asked Republican senators if they are willing to pull out funding from those institutions, and they say they don't want to cross that bridge yet. So truly, they are telling universities what to do, but not giving them any other guidance despite this being an issue that will more than likely end in the courts. Governor Bill Lee could soon have the authority to reopen school districts across the state. 
A new bill being debated in the legislature would give him the power to override local decisions. One of the supporters of the measure is Memphis Representative Mark White. He is the chairman of the House Education Administration Committee. He sat down with Sergio to chat about the impact of the measure and what the state can do to continue helping students who have been impacted by the pandemic. Representative Mark White of Memphis, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. You are the chairman of the House Education Committee. Some of the most pressing bills are going through your committee, but also some of the most controversial measures. I want to ask you about some of them. You know, one bill would allow the governor to force school districts to reopen. Uh, What do you think a measure like that is needed? I believe that a teacher is essential as much as an emergency room nurse in the long term because the the future uh, health of our young people and education is at stake. So I'm a big believer that we need to get back in the classroom. We can do it safely. It's been proven. Private schools are doing it fine. Many, many charter schools are doing it. And many of our LEAs across the state are doing it just fine. And so we need to figure this out. Children need to be back in the classroom. They need to have that one-on-one attention with a, a live teacher. I'm, I'm always interested in trying to understand the logic behind some of these bills, and I think parents are as well. And you talk about the importance of students going back to the classroom. We know the science that says that it's important for students to be in the classroom. But you and your Republican colleagues always talk about local control. And I think with these bills, uh, the question is, you know, if the districts are dealing with the pandemic on the hyper-local level, why does the government, the state government, should uh, come in and ask them to do something? Doesn't that go a little bit against the local control mentality? Well, I always got this favorite saying, we're all in favor of local control until we're not. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's bipartisan, you know, it it depends on what the legislation is. But we have responsibility as state leaders. We represent our district and, and we try to keep as much local control as possible. But as as state leaders, we are responsible for the welfare of the entire state. So when you're looking at legislation, when we're talking about future economic development, uh, you know, job job growth, we've got to have a a workforce that is capable of uh, moving into the jobs that industry wants to come to our states. Tennessee is very fortunate, as you know, because we haven't had really had an economic turndown during all this time. So businesses and industries are looking at Tennessee like never before. Well, the only thing that's going to hold us back is if they can't find enough uh, qualified people in the workforce. And these coming out K through 12, every, every, every year we've got 80,000 students coming out of K through 12. So to answer your question, uh, we have the responsibility of statewide. We've got 147 districts. Uh, I represent Shelby County area, uh, which is a major city in our state. And if that city is not doing well, that county is not doing well, it affects the entire state. And we're trying to pull all of our students. I'm, yeah, I started my career out as, as, a, uh, as a teacher and a principal. I taught seventh grade and then as an elementary principal. I'm just such a big believer that education changes a person's opportunity for life. And here, if we have been disrupted for a year, we are challenged. And if our locals are not doing it, then we, it's my responsibility as a state person to say we need to move in this direction. And you're looking at it, it sounds like, long term, like what we do now would definitely affect the graduation rates of the students in four or five years. Exactly. Yeah, the graduation rates and, and, and all the above. So, you know, this this is a like before we went to the pandemic, we were very focused on early childhood literacy. 
So many of our students are one and two years behind already before the pandemic. Now, this is just going to exacerbate or make it even worse. So that's why we came into a special session and we started working on how do we address the learning disruption for the past year so that our students don't get any further behind. I mean, we know how last year was brutal and how most Tennessee students were out of this of the classroom for for months. And, you know, I'm curious to know what concerns you the most when you think about, you know, the future of these kids. And, and, and I guess my second question is, what can the legislature do to alleviate the blow of having kids out of the classroom for, for so, so long? Well, that's the whole issue. And that's where we keep promoting. And you, you're always going to get pushed back. It's very hard. Everybody in, 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 in the state and in the country is associated you either have a child in school or you're a grandparent that that you know everyone is connected with with the school system through a teacher or or a family or whatnot so we all have have an interest and we all maybe see things a little bit different than the other so the thing that we can do from the state is keep promoting the idea that education is very very important and we cannot take it for granted especially in this high-tech high-tech world um, we're very fortunate right now that there's a lot of money coming to the system too. We can talk about that, but um, no, education is that important. So we got we got to be the the cheerleaders for this and push people forward. What do you mean when you say a lot of money is coming into the system? Are you talking about federal grants? We know that Tennessee has been receiving a lot of grants specifically for education. That that's true. There's federal money coming in. Of course, we're fortunate as a state. Uh, we're the second uh, most uh, economic productive state in the nation through the past year. Uh, our revenue was above expectations, about $3 billion. Uh, so we didn't take a financial hit there. A lot of our industries did. You know, our hospitality industry did. And we need to help them get back to work as soon as possible. But besides the state money that we're putting into the system, uh, uh, we've had three, well, we've had two. A third one looks like it's coming on March 15th. ESSER 1, ESSER 2, and now ESSER 3 looks like it's on the federal uh, Congress table coming coming up. If ESSER 3 passes through, there will be a total of about $4.5 billion extra put into the public school uh, educational system in Tennessee, $4.5 billion. That will go directly to our our public schools, our LEAs. Not a lot of control from the state. We, we will, they will issue the we will issue the grants and and then reimburse but the leas will have to make up their mind on how best to use it and a lot of local control there what what would you like to for, for school districts to do with that money i know you talk about like a lot of local control are you thinking about more technology like uh, schools to be able to buy more technology internet what 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 would you envision? Well, this $4.5 billion extra that's coming in from the federal government, they'd have their guidelines. It's supposed to be, the guidelines is supposed to be COVID-related, which is a broad spectrum, uh, or academic-related, you know, learn, addressing learning loss. Our commissioner, uh, Swin, said this morning, we were talking to her, she said this $4.5 million is enough if we want to use it this way, the locals. We could get a one-on-one tutor with every child in the state every day for one hour for the next two years and still have a half a billion dollars left over. If we want to use that way, I mean, one-on-one tutor for every child in school in the state for two years. So the opportunity is there. What do you think the state should do in terms of, you know, moving forward? Hopefully there won't be another pandemic. Um, But we know, again, how brutal this pandemic has been in terms of students. Uh, Do you think the state has put in place enough policies or is 
considering enough policy to protect students if, if there were to be another pandemic later on? Well, I think one thing the pandemic has done is brought us to a whole new level of the online broadband, the virtual part, which now we can use for normal like snow days and th things like that. The governor just put in $200 million to expand broadband. So much of our state doesn't have broadband or they don't have enough of it. So we're, we're paying attention to that, things like that. We're, I, it's my belief that we need to get broadband in our state the same way we have running water and electricity. It should be a utility because we're at that state in, in, in our in our and our growth as a society where it's just as important because everything's going Wi-Fi or is Wi-Fi. Representative Mark White is the chairman of the Education Administration Committee in the Tennessee House of Representatives. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. There are two things we think you should pay attention to this week in the legislature. One of them is Governor Lee's constitutional carry bill. Yep, this bill would allow most people in the state to carry a gun without a permit. Last week, there was some testimony on the measure. The Sheriff's Association says it is against it, but we'll see if their stance will sway lawmakers as they vote on the measure in the committee system this week. And, like we've mentioned, the House and Senate are expected to vote on the bill that would ban transgender athletes from playing middle and high school sports. You can follow on capital.tn.gov. Well, we really appreciate you listening to this podcast, The Trister State. This week's episode was produced by me, Sergio Martinez Beltran, and Kendall Crawford. And the great music is from Blue Dot Sessions. Remember, you can keep up with our political coverage by subscribing to the TriStar State. You can do it at wpln.org slash TriStar or on your favorite podcasting app. Until next week. 